What specifically would you do that you currently aren't able to because your health condition is holding you back? Welcome to Balance Health Now podcast. I'm your certified functional nutrition health coach and your host, Sydney Torres. My passion is turning those so-called normal blood labs into answers and solutions. My other passion is speaking to other health and wellness warriors who share the same vision, wellness for all. We chat all things A to Z on holistic health and wellness, providing holistic and science-based solutions to help you reclaim your health so you can live, feel, and transform into the best version of you. If you don't have your health, then what do you have? I release new episodes every Wednesday. Hope to see you inside. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only. The content should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure any medical or psychological disorder. Today, I have an amazing guest, Dr. Ibi Amole. Hi, how are you, Dr. Ibi? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much just for being here. And today, um, we are going to be chatting all about using acupuncture for heavy, painful periods and really looking at everything from that uh, Chinese medicine perspective. But before we get started and before we get um, into the good juicy stuff, I just want to learn um, a little bit more about you. You are a licensed naturopathic physician. You're also a registered acupuncturist. So what made you want to become a doctor? And um, let's just start there. What made you want to become a doctor? And just a little bit of your story to how you got to where you are today. So I've wanted to be a doctor since I can remember. Like ever since, you know, little girls have dolls. Um, I used to line up my cousins. I had a little doctor's kit. So my, my family, I do come a family from a family of doctors. My dad was a surgeon. Um, my mom was a nurse. She's long retired now. So I was surrounded by medicine all my life, but that's kind of all I've always wanted to do. I like, you know, taking care of people. I, I love solving. Like, I love solving things. I think that's why I like medicine because that aspect of somebody coming to me and then together we figure out what's going on. And then we come up with a solution and I love watching people just transform. There's, I'm a people person. I, I like working with people and I like working together with people and helping people. So I've always been interested in medicine. Um, I, was, I wasn't always interested in naturopathic medicine. So that one just kind of fell into my lap um, out of the blue. I was on my way to become a, a medical doctor, like, you know, a conventional MD. And somewhere in my last year of my undergrad, I got introduced to this. I started questioning things. I started wondering, well, hmm, why do some people get sick and other people don't get sick? And, you know, so I was I started asking all these questions, right? Like, you know, why am I noticing things are happening to some people and not other people? And some people do really well with a treatment protocol and other people don't do as well with a treatment protocol. And some people lead a seemingly healthy life. And then they get a diagnosis of cancer or something like that. Like, I'm just like, that doesn't, that just seems unfair to kind of do everything. And then at the end of the day, you still get a chronic illness. And that kind of, you know, one of my 
supervisors that I was doing research with, she's like, oh, you may want to check out naturopathic medicine. That seems to be like all these questions you're asking, that seems to kind of gel with where your head is. So I looked into it and um, <clears throat> I applied and I never looked back. Acupuncture was also another kind of, <laughs> you know, something that I fell into. So my first year of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, naturopathic medicine, I developed horrible insomnia. I've, I've never had insomnia in my life before prior to that. You know, if I'm tired, I, I go to bed, my head hits the pillow, like a minute later, um, I'm out, unless I'm stressed about something. I developed terrible insomnia, like debilitating insomnia. I tried a whole bunch of stuff. And um, I think one of my teachers, one of my professors is like, Baby, are you okay? You know, because I, I, I guess I was falling asleep in class. I wasn't as engaged. I wasn't engaging with the material as usual. So I think he had recommended maybe I should try acupuncture or somebody else recommended acupuncture. Um, I tried acupuncture and I was like, what is this voodoo? Like, what you, what's, this, what's this voodoo you're doing with these needles? How is that possible? And of course, Within two years, I, I added that. So I kind of did a, a, a doctorate in naturopathic medicine and a master's in Chinese medicine because it, I just found it so fascinating that you could do these needles and prescribe some herbs and my insomnia went away. Like, you know, my life just completely changed. Um, and like, I, can't, I haven't looked back since then. Yeah, I mean, God, like what, what a great story. And it's just like, I just love how just like different things in our life happen. And it's just like, you're, you think you're going down one path and then, you know, life's like, no, you need to be over here. So, I mean, I'm so glad that you, you found like naturopath and you didn't go down that conventional route and you do acupuncture and just like the power of acupuncture is just, it's amazing because I was somebody that just kind of had like that, I guess, prejudged notion that, oh yeah, that's like, that's not going to work. But, you know, um, I was going through some stuff and then my mom was like, no, you've got to check out, you got to go to my lady, you got to go. And I was like, so resistant, but finally I went and I was just like, oh my gosh, like you said, what is this voodoo that they're doing? It's, it's, it's amazing. And everybody listening, I just encourage you just to be open, be open to different healing modalities. You know, there's, there's so many different ways to heal the body. And it's just not like that one set, oh, here's your prescription. Here's the pill. I'll see you in six weeks. You know, I mean, there's just like, that's why I love, you know, holistic medicine. It's just amazing. There's just from A to Z, you know, from acupuncture to chiropractic to, it's just like the endless list. Yeah, I've tried so many of them, like craniosacral, osteopathic, you know, my children have tried it. Um, I, I really encourage people. I think one of the issues we run into is we've become so fixed or dogmatic, whether it's diet or healing that, no, this is the only way. And so I really encourage people to try different ways. Like sometimes my patients say, no, 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 no. I only want to try this one thing. I'm like, oh, well, 
I mean, that's, that may not work. Like sometimes you have to try different modalities. Sometimes you have your primary care doctor, you're working with a naturopath, maybe you're doing acupuncture or you're doing osteopathy, right? Like we're so, we're so wonderfully complex and the way we're put together is so amazing that to think that one single modality is going to answer all the questions and fix everything, it seems, um, yeah, I do encourage people to kind of open, at least give it a try. Like, you know, I have two kids and kids don't want to try food sometimes, right? And the rule in my house is you have to try it before you say you don't like it. And you have to take five bites. And I'll say 70% of the time, halfway through the bites, it's like, okay, never mind. I do like this. <laughs> I'll eat it for dinner, right? And so just having that curiosity, that openness to your health as well to say, you know, I'll give it, you know, I tell people give acupuncture, you know, six tries. And if after six tries, it doesn't work and not, you know, just to throw a little something out there, genetically, some people do respond better to acupuncture than others, which I also find fascinating, right? So some people get incredible, amazing results with acupuncture and other people, you know, they're like, it's so, so it wasn't really, you know, it didn't really work that great for me. And there seems to be a genetic predisposition to that. Like, you know, if it's really going to work for you, like I carry the genetic variant that I respond amazing to acupuncture, right? So it, it works for me. I get relief from it, but I tell people at least give it six tries, you know, give it, give it a fair shake. And if it's not working, that's fine. There are other modalities you can look into for your health. Yeah. And I just kind of like want to highlight like one word that you said, be curious about your health. You know, like I, you, that sums it up like right there. We just got to be curious, but um, kind of like switching gears a little bit. If I, if we could just kind of set the foundation and discuss painful, heavy periods. I just know that so many women out there they dread that time of the month because they know it's going to be heavy. They know it's going to be painful. And in some cases, some women get such bad periods that they can't even go to work. They're like, they're done, you know? So I just kind of like want to hear a little bit of when you see like these patients that are going through their heavy, painful periods, maybe if you could kind of discuss, um, what you're seeing and what are some of like the underlining causes? Mm -hmm. So I mean, women were so interesting and, you know, wonderful the way we're put together. So when we're talking about painful menses, that is a huge umbrella that actually encompasses a lot of different uh, medical conditions. What I love about Chinese medicine is that it focuses on patterns and it focuses on the root cause. So you could have five women, they all have painful, heavy menses, but from a Chinese medicine perspective, the root cause, the reason they have the, you know, that painful menses, is, it's kind of different. So for like, let's kind of get medical or technical for just one quick second. Um, painful menses is dysmenorrhea. So that means during, before, after your cycle, you have pain. And the pain is usually like one to two days before or after your cycle. It's going to last up to three days. 
the most common things people notice is just abdominal pain. Like, you know, lots of kind of lower abdominal pain, maybe some lower back pain. And some people can get pain into their anus, like in the vaginal region, their inner thighs. Um, some people can get like a really heavy feeling in their pelvic region. Um, as, as somebody that I used to suffer from painful menses, I used to say, I felt like somebody was dragging my cervix across the floor for like the first two days of my cycle, right? I just, I, I, I have a high pain tolerance. So I just kind of dealt with it. And I had my supplements that I took to make it better. Um, but that's kind of like that, that feeling, that heavy feeling. Some women have cold hands and feet. Some people have nausea, vomiting, um, diarrhea can happen, uh, urination. Like you feel like you have a bladder infection, but maybe you don't really. And, and then, so that's painful menses. When we add heavy to it, then you're looking at other conditions. So this is why it's important to get diagnosed. Like, you know, I am, I'm really a fan of using all the tools at our disposal, right? Um, to figure out what's going on. Because I feel people think I have this problem. What's the solution? And I'm always like, hold on a second. What's going on? Like, how did this come to be? What's causing this issue? And so if you were to, like from a Western medicine perspective, right, there are a whole bunch of conditions that could cause painful, heavy periods. Like some women have um, endometriosis. Some women have fibroids. Um, sometimes it's a gut issue. Like if you have IBS or colitis, which is inflammation of the bowels, that will cause it. Um, ovarian torsion, which means your ovaries are kind of twisted that will cause painful um, menses, inflammatory pelvic disease. So that's an infection within the female, like, you know, female reproductive system. So when I'm working with people, I'm just like, okay, number one, are there any big major red flags? Like, is there a major condition? Ovarian torsion, for example, is a serious issue that should be taken care of. Um, you know, and should be dealt with. So you kind of want to eliminate any of the big things. Now, if we kind of narrow it down to, yep, you just have pain during, before, after your cycle, which is what we call dysmenorrhea. From a Chinese medicine perspective, I start looking at, okay, what are the causes? So in Western medicine, it's like, okay, well, yep, you just have heavy period. What causes it? We don't know. It's just heavy. So the, the solution is here's a pill. I, here's a birth control pill. It's going to regulate your hormones for you. So your body, when you take the pill, your body is not doing that natural cycling of hormones. We have all these hormones and it's kind of like a, an orchestra. You know, if you, I'm into music, I grew up playing the piano. I'm a classically trained pianist. So I love going to the orchestra. Like you sit there and I could just, I could pick out all the different instruments, like, you know, the wind instruments, the trumpets, like everything. And you have that beautiful symphony. And that's kind of like how our cycle is, right? There's this coordination of hormones. And if one person is kind of doing something else, the whole, it's like an orchestra. If the drums just started doing their own thing, right? Or the, the, um, the violin, they start kind of playing to their own rhythm. Then you're like, hold on a second. This does not sound very, this is not nice at all. Like, you know, it doesn't feel good. So that's how kind of I see our hormones. This is wonderful interplay that happens. Um, <clears throat> so from a Chinese medicine perspective, there are a couple of uh, things are viewed differently, right? When, when you look at Chinese medicine, Western medicine will focus on maybe hormones, for example. Oh, it's your hormones. We have to balance your hormones. 
Chinese medicine doesn't kind of work that like that, right? We have, you've probably heard of terms like yin and yang, um, you know, you have uh, terms like qi and blood. So blood is what we think of, like, you know, blood in our system. Um, and then qi is kind of like the energy. That's what makes things move within the body. And so there has to really be a coordination between that. Uh, between the movement of qi and the production of blood. So in Chinese medicine, if you're having painful menses, the number one reason is usually because of emotional factors. Like that's the number one reason. So I, I think about, okay, stress. How stressed are you? And how are you managing your stress? Because in Chinese medicine, we see blood as nourishing, like blood flows through you and it, it moistens and it nourishes all the organs. And then qi is what moves blood. That's the physical aspect. You know, qi moves blood. It moves, it's the mover. So in Chinese medicine, if your qi and your blood are not moving, they see like a blockage. So imagine um, a river and now there's a dam that's been built. So now you can't get that flow of blood or the flow of water. And so you get pain in that area. So Chinese medicine believes when your qi and your blood isn't flowing properly, you get pain. Or sometimes if you don't have enough chi and blood, that could also cause pain. Um, coldness in, in what we call the meridians or in the channel. So Chinese medicine looks as a kind of like um, a river system, right? We have this energy highway that flows through us and the energy moves, circulates from one meridian to the other. They kind of flow. Nothing is Nothing is ever in isolation in Chinese medicine. Like it's a, it's an ecosystem, right? So you have to look at the person as an ecosystem, not just your uterus and what's going on. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you, you have pain in your uterus, pain with your cycle, but what other systems are maybe not working well? And that's why you're getting that pain. Um, and so we talk about terms like your kidney energy or like your, your spleen um, you know, um, energy or liver cheese stagnation. Like we have all these organs in Chinese medicine that we talk about um, and each organ is assigned. It's in charge of, um, you know, like the liver, for example, has different functions, different things that it controls, different uh, um, systems in the body that are under the domain of the liver. So in Chinese medicine, we're looking at all this. Um, we're looking at the person as a, as a complete person. Like how is your stress? How is your sleep? How are you? How's your diet, right? You would never think that your diet, but in Western medicine, there are lots of people that maybe have IBS and they'll tell you that when I have an IBS flare, my menses are worse, right? Or when I'm, when I'm under a lot of stress, my cycle is worse. So Chinese medicine is actually not that far off, right? Because we've already discovered that, oh, you're under stress, your liver energy is not moving. And because of that, qi and blood is not moving. Um, and as a result of that, you are having painful cycles. So I love Chinese medicine because it's really about finding the root cause and then giving you solutions that address the root cause. And by addressing the root cause, you get resolution to your problem as opposed to chasing symptoms, right? Oh, I have cold feet. Take this for your cold feet. Oh, I have painful cycles. Take this for that. Oh, my digestion isn't off. In Chinese medicine, all those things are interrelated. 
then you kind of have to find out where did the problem start? Did the problem start with stress? Did the problem start with diet? Um, you know, are you burning the midnight oil and you're depleting your essence, what we call kidney essence? Like, you know, is it that you're you're hustling? You know, you're we have this hustle culture that I'm personally pushing back against. I am, I am purposefully pushing back against this idea of hustle because it is slowly killing us like slowly killing us right so many chronic issues and younger and younger people are developing chronic issues because this idea of constantly hustling is burning us out and you're not recovering and so when I'm working with people I'm I'm looking at all these angles from a TCM perspective and saying that maybe you need to cut down. Maybe you need to say no to some things. And at the end of the day, when we're all done, we're gone, is anybody going to give us a medal? Nobody gets a trophy for hustling the most while they were alive. Right? You may exit quicker, (laughs) you know, but nobody's going to hand your trophy or certificate to say. So I'm kind of really encouraging people to Think deeper. And that's the thing with Chinese medicine. I, I, I finished my training in China. Um, and there's always this thing like, you know, oh, like when you go to China and you observe people in their culture, Chinese medicine is not devoid of Chinese culture, right? So there's really um, this, and maybe things are changing in China now because this was a long time that I went, like, you know, 14 years ago that I was there and I did my acupuncture. But there's this thing about being in the middle, like, you know, to too much stress is not good. And also not moving is equally not good, right? So you always have to be like, kind of find the middle ground, right? You want to, you want to hustle, but don't burn yourself out and you want to enjoy life, but maybe not do it too much. And you want to have sex, but you know, again, too much sex in Chinese medicine is also not good for you, right? So it's always about finding balance. And when you find balance in your life, you find balance in your body. And then that's kind of like, you know, when you get to true, true health, right? Because homeostasis, that's kind of like balance within the body, balance within the systems. Yeah. um, You know, I have another question for you. So for everybody listening, where or what would you recommend a good starting place to be if they are now curious about acupuncture, like just kind of like take us through, like, where do I start? Where do I go from here? Right. I mean, so uh, two things, let's, let's, let's kind of circle back to painful menses, right? There are a number of lifestyle things people can do. Like, you know, so for example, hands down, my number one stuff for people is stress management. You know, so if we're talking emotions, we're usually talking stress. So, and movement, when you, when your chi isn't moving is because maybe you're being too sedentary. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy, like even yoga, brisk walking, Pilates, 15 minutes a day. Like you just, I tell people start small. When people come to me, I, I tell them, I don't want you exercising for more than 15 minutes. That's the maximum. And even stuff like diaphragmatic breathing, like really deep belly breathing, you could do it at the grocery store, you could do it in rush hour. Tra- Actually, I I recommend, I give you permission to do it in rush hour traffic, 
you know, um, you could, there's so many places that you could just do belly breathing to regulate your nervous system and move energy through your body. Um, it's for people that are, especially during the cold season, like eating too many raw and cold foods in Chinese medicine leads to um, painful cycles and painful menses. So switch it up and, you know, have more soups or stir fries or roasted veggies or just not so much. Um, Chinese medicine actually does not encourage a raw diet. Like, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, a raw diet is not necessarily good for your digestive system. Um, you know, and then having like more lentils, whole grains, things to actually build your blood and chi, and then doing stuff like drinking ginger tea, for example, like ginger tea is amazing uh, for people with menstrual cramps in, in Western medicine, we know it to have anti kind of anti-inflammatory properties, right? So for people that tend to have a lot of cramps, and if you find that put in a warm water bottle, like, you know, makes you feel good then drinking ginger tea to help to really warm up the body and move the uh, move your blood and cheese good now if you know if 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 you're interested in acupuncture i really recommend that people um, do their research and find someone that's been trained in tcm right so this day and age so many people do acupuncture um, and there is a difference there's a difference in training there's a difference in results like, you know, 200 hours is different from 2000 hours. And some people actually have their PhD in Chinese medicine. And that's like, you know, 4,000 hours that they're spending on, on, on you know, on the, on the medicine. So I kind of recommend to people every, pretty much every state, um, you know, will have a licensing. So you could like, if you're in, um, if you're in California or Arizona, or whatever, you could just type in like association of, um, you know, Chinese medicine practitioners or um, acupuncture association in your state. And that would take you to a, a site where there'll be a list of uh, people that are registered acupuncturists. So they, they understand the theory. So it's not just about you have this problem, put needles here. They understand this um, this connection between the different systems and how they work. And so they'll be looking at root cause, but I would definitely say do your um, research and find someone. So in the United States, um, you have to have gone to school. And I believe like, you know, for acupuncture in most states to call yourself a registered acupuncturist, um, that's not the case for other places in the world. So I know in Canada, lots of people do acupuncture and they're not necessarily registered, right? You know, like they, they haven't gone through like a, a three or four year course in Chinese medicine, um, you know, and they're doing acupuncture. So you're going to get different results um, because somebody that's registered, I also do Chinese herbs. I do moxibustion, which is some people may have seen where the, you know, you put something on the body and you, you know, you burn it. Uh, that's actually really good for people that are cold. Um, it's an herb that's been specially processed to help warm up the body. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a different way of looking at health when you're, when you've gone through the training and you have all these different tools, everything from diet to herbs, to moxa, um, to exercise prescription. It's not always just about the needles, right? That's one of the tools in um, our toolbox as registered acupuncturists, but there's so much more that we can offer.
Yeah, I I just I just love the way you're just explaining everything because you know it's like I always use like that analogy of you know that tree that is it's not doing well. It's got a bunch of you know damaged branches, it's all dried out, it's dying. And like those symptoms are like the different branches. And it's just like, well, you know, the tree is not doing well. And people are just so wanting to do that quick fix, meaning cutting off the branches. Mm-hmm. Well, just cutting off the branches is not going to do anything. That's not going to heal the tree. You've got to get down, you know, and nurture the soil because the roots are in within the soil. And once we do that, then everything else will start to fall into place. So yeah, I just want to like highlight that again is you just got to stop chasing symptoms. That's going to get you nowhere and quick. And then, you know, like people wonder why I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting well. I've been, I've been sick for years and years and years. Well, that's why, mm-hmm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. like that whole body system approach diet lifestyle, sleep, just everything. It's just not one particular thing. So just, I want everybody listening, just keep that, you know, in the forefront of your mind. So Dr. Ibi, I have one final question for you. And that question is, if you could tell somebody one thing that Mm -hmm. they could do for their health, what would that one thing be? And that one thing, it doesn't have to be related to like acupuncture or anything like that. It could just like be anything. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday and I was just like, inflammation is the root cause of all disease. (laughs) I've actually come come to that conclusion that if there's one thing, one thing people can do, is work on decreasing inflammation. And, and that's a that's a big one thing, right? So now we're back to why are you inflamed, right? So it could be diet. I mean, there's a there's a Japanese, I think it's called Kaizen. It's a Japanese term that says you do something small every day, and then it leads to big changes later on overall. Right? So I tell people, play the long game, right? Just every day which is break down. It's always easy when we break down our health or anything, really any project, right? Um, the Apollo spaceship was not built in like two months, right? But, you know, so it, it's easier when you kind of break down things, especially health into little things. So maybe like first you're going to work on just more movement, right? Because I'm just going to do 10 minutes a day. And then you kind of do that for maybe three months, maybe four months, it becomes a habit. You get used to it. And then you tackle one little thing, but you do 10 minutes a day. Then after four months, you're like, I think I could go for 20 minutes. And then the next thing, you know, you're doing a half marathon and you're like, holy, holy moly, how, how the, how the heck did I go from like, you know, barely walking, like parking close to the door at the grocery store to now being like, you know, a 5k runner or, you know, or somebody that's like actively moving their bodies every day. So I feel decreasing inflammation, which is proper rest, um, movement, and watching what we're eating, because all this research is coming out to show whether it's aging is not called infla-aging, <laughs> you know, so whether it's aging, it's inflammation, um, whether it's chronic disease, inflammation, like everything seems to be pointing, like even 
Alzheimer's and dementia, there's a lot of research coming out like these are related to inflammatory processes in the body. So I feel if we could really cut down on inflammation, um, we'll feel better, we'll look better, we'll live longer, and we'll have a, it's not just about living longer, but it's about having a better quality of life. Like I, I want to live till I'm a hundred and I'm still doing stuff. I'm going to be that grandma that my grandkids are going to be like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? <laughs> what the heck is she doing now? Right. <laughs> you know, that's your grandma. Yes, that's your 90 year old grandma. She's doing what? I mean, that's, that's the, you know, I want to have my mobility. I want to have my, my mental faculties. I want to enjoy life. I mean, sure. I'll be going slower, but I want to have good quality because what is long life without good quality? Like to me, I don't think that's a life worth living. So I'm really focusing on the long game and having a better quality of life. And, you know, for me, even as a doctor, there are all these little choices that I make every day. Like, so it's just those little choices now, I'm middle age. And now I'm kind of like reaping the benefits of choices I made 20 years ago. So I was just like, Ooh, I'm, I'm glad I went down that road <laughs> and, and not the opposite road, right? But again, it's never too late. So if you're listening, if you're 20, it's never too early. If you're 60 or 70, it's never too late. I have people in their 70s, 80s that, you know, the last 10, 15 years of their lives are amazing because they've just made different choices, right? And so they're, they're really enjoying their golden years because they got time. <laughs> so why not? Exactly. Yeah. It's all about, you know, like the choices I make today are going to affect, you know, tomorrow, the next day and so on. Mm -hmm. So where is the best place to find you if people want to reach out and um, speak with you? Yeah. So the best way to speak with me is my website, you know, hands down, there's ways that you could um, email me through my website. I'm also on Instagram. Um, you know, if you're kind of curious a little bit about my approach and my work and stuff like that, but um, definitely email through my website is the best way to contact me because I regularly check that um, the gram. We have a, we're working on our relationship right now. <laughs> Aren't we all right? <laughs> so do you work, because um, I know for acupuncture, obviously, yes, you would have to be there physically, but in addition to that, if somebody wants to reach out and work with you, do you do virtual consultations and work together virtually? I do. Um, it's a little interesting for me because in Canada, if I'm doing virtual consultations, it really depends. Like, you know, I can't be anybody's kind of primary care doctor. Um, if I do consultations, it's I'm regulated to do consultations in states that are not licensed you know, right now. Um, but in a lot of cases, if somebody's looking for a healthcare practitioner and they have a, you know, um, they have an issue and you're in the US, I do have like, I could always find a colleague or somebody that, you know, if you need somebody to be your primary care doctor to really be in charge of your care and stuff like that, um, I, I can usually point people in the right direction, um, you know, how to, how to connect. But it really kind of depends on, um, what people are looking for as far as, you know, consultations and stuff like that. But I always invite people at least get in touch, send an email. It's not going to hurt um, if we can work together. And if we can't, I'm usually pretty good at saying, hey, 
I can point you in the right direction um, to get the help that you need. Yeah, and I, I think like the biggest step is just start, don't wait, and opening up that, that conversation, opening up that dialogue. And just like Dr. Ibby said, if she's unable to help you, she has a lot of colleagues, you know, she could point you into in the right direction. And I just want to say you are amazing. And this has just been such a great conversation. And I love these conversations because I'm always learning, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, you're just making this world a better place. And I just want to say thank you so much for doing that. And be sure to check out the show notes. I'm going to put all of Dr. Ibby's contact information. Um, so all you have to do is go to show notes, click it, and you will be directed to her. Until next time, stay well. Wait, don't go just yet. If you like today's episode, please leave a review. This way, the message of health and wellness can get shared with others. If you ever want to hang out, you can find me on Instagram at Balance Health Now. Until next time, stay well.